Well, we are getting pretty close to the end of our study, our devotional series through the New City Catechism. Um, and we are in a, a series, mini-series, we'll spend about four weeks looking at baptism and the Lord's Supper as we started last week with an overview of the ordinances or sacraments. Uh, this week we're going to get into some specifics around baptism. And we'll do that this week as well as next week. So this week the question is, what is baptism? Baptism is the washing with water in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It signifies and seals our adoption into Christ, our cleansing from sin, and our commitment to belong to the Lord and to his church. And the passage this week is Matthew 28, 19. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Before we really dig into a few things, just want to highlight from that passage, uh, baptism, though it does not bring about our salvation, it is still commanded by Christ. We are commanded to baptize and be baptized. Um, and I just want to highlight that because sometimes we, we approach baptism as this, well, I don't really feel like it or I don't really want to or I don't know if I want to talk in front of people. We have various reasons. Um, but as we are followers of Christ, if we have made a profession of faith, uh, then we ought to be baptized. We should be baptized because it is a command. And I think uh, our statement of faith, the exposition of our statement of faith is helpful. It, it puts baptism under a couple of categories. One being it is a believer's profession. Again, uh, we must be clear that the act of baptism does not save us, but, but baptism is an act in which we show our response to the gospel and a change that has already occurred. And so it is a, a visible showing of the faith, the profession of faith that we have made, and it's a, a public profession of that faith. And as the exposition of our statement of faith puts it, baptism is the biblically prescribed public action that corresponds to a personal response of faith to the gospel. And we see this throughout the book of Acts. Someone makes a profession of faith and then immediately is baptized. And so we see this act happen, this profession of faith, baptism, profession of faith, then baptism. <clears throat> and we see that several times throughout the book of Acts. And so it is the, the biblically prescribed public action that corresponds to, goes along with a personal response of faith. So we don't remove the need for a personal response of faith. Baptism doesn't replace that, but it is the public action, the public demonstration of that faith. And so baptism is first a believer's profession of faith, and second, it is the church's affirmation of that proclamation. Uh, you see that the act of baptism is necessarily public. No one can baptize themselves. There must be someone by whom we are baptized. And baptism has been seen throughout church history and in, in scripture is seen as the entry point into Christian community. We, we recognize that when we are saved, we are saved into a family. We are saved into community. And baptism has been an entry point into that community. Consider Galatians 3, 26 and following, which says, For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. So again, faith Profession of faith first. For as many 
of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is no male and female, for you are all one in Jesus Christ. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. And so he says, if you have been baptized into Christ... These things are true of you. You are brought into this community where Abraham's offspring heirs according to the promise. And so you're brought into the family. Now, again, baptism does not save us. Paul has made that point earlier in Galatians, in Galatians 1 and 2 and throughout 3. He's made the argument and the point that baptism does not save. Faith in Jesus Christ is what saves us, not our baptism. But it is still seen as an entry point into Christian community, into this family of God. And so when we are saved, as we've said, we are rescued into the community of faith, a community that is embodied in the local church. So then attached to baptism is not just the profession of faith by the one being baptized, but there is a church that affirms that personal declaration of the person who is baptized. And so again, our statement of faith is helpful here. Baptism is the initial means by which we are recognized by that family, the church, and are welcomed into that family, again, the church, to enjoy its privileges and bear its responsibilities. So we are to approach baptism in the context of the local church as a profession of faith by the one being baptized and an affirmation by the church of that profession. In other words... Our faith is deeply personal, but it is not, nor can it remain private. And baptism is a, is a public proclamation of that personal faith. And the church affirms that profession of faith. The other thing that baptism is, is a visible representation of the gospel. Uh, in an article on the Gospel Coalition, Bill Kynes reflects on this idea of baptism and, and says that the gospel itself is, is an objective declaration by God, uh, a subjective response of the person who is called. I respond to the gospel. And then there is the social dimension that we've been talking about here. Um, and, and he makes this point that baptism really visibly shows all three of these Things. And so it visibly shows the gospel. It, it visibly represents the gospel that has taken hold of a person's heart. He says, objectively, baptism is a declaration of the action of God in the gospel. When a person goes into the water, we see a picture of Christ's death for us as he died for our sins and was put into the grave. And goes on, subjectively in baptism, believers make a personal profession of faith. They say yes to this gospel truth in their own life. They confess that Christ died for them and that in him they have new life. And they pledged by God's grace to follow him in faith. And then lastly, it is this communal aspect. No one baptizes him or herself. You must be baptized. And that is done through the church. So baptism has a social dimension. And so in this way, baptism visibly displays the gospel. We are not saved by baptism, but it does show and demonstrate our faith publicly. Now, there's something else in our answer that I think is really helpful to, to think on and reflect on, and it's this idea of we are committed to following Christ. The answer specifically puts it, 
Baptism signifies and seals our adoption into Christ, our cleansing from sin, and our commitment to belong to the Lord and to his church. And so, baptism is a one-time thing. We don't need to be baptized multiple times. We are baptized a single time, often in conjunction with a profession of faith, declare a faith, and then are baptized as a public declaration of that faith. Uh, And it is a commitment to follow Christ and to belong to his church. Listen to Romans 6, where Paul talks about baptism. He says this, Starting in verse 1, what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who have died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing, so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. And I want to jump down to verse 10. It says, For the death he died, Christ, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. So also, you must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. And so Paul talks about baptism as this idea of we are identifying with Christ in his death and resurrection, in identifying with him in baptism we are committing to putting the old self to death and to follow after Christ through faith. Now we recognize the war that's still waged between the old self, our flesh, and the new life. Paul gets into that in Romans 7 and 8. That's where his argument is going in the book of Romans. But the idea stands that baptism is not just about a profession of faith that has happened, but a commitment to follow Christ in the rest of our lives, and a commitment to belong to him and to his church. So where does that leave us today? Well, I would, I would encourage, if you have not been baptized but have made a profession of faith, I would encourage and challenge you to pursue being baptized. Baptism doesn't save us, so in, in that sense, it is not required for salvation, but it is commanded by Christ that we are baptized. And so we are to follow his example in baptism. It is demonstrates our commitment to following Christ, to belonging to his church. It shows visibly the gospel, that Christ died and rose again on our behalf, and we identify with him, as Romans 6 says, in Christ's death and resurrection. It puts the gospel on display, and in that, it is an encouragement to the body of Christ, and it's good and right that we make that public profession. And so I encourage you, if you have not been baptized, pursue that. If you have been, reflect on what that baptism was and what it means, and and even reflect on that commitment to follow Christ. Are we still following Christ the way that we committed to do so? And so, baptism serves as a starting point, but also as something to look back on, reflect on, and remember our commitment to put sin to death as we follow Christ.